0: all right all right welcome to another episode of to the fullest with jason froberg Uh, today my guest is ray Eversall hanging out in eugene oregon ray how you doing my brother
1: what's up jason great to hear from you thank you so much for having me on uh you're probably the only thing giving me a reason to get dressed right now so this is good for me
0: nice good yeah i shaved up and everything for this bad dude so we're ready to rock man looking all super sexy for the cameras you're also looking fantastic over there that's a great backdrop for skype i can see your jackson guitar kicking it and i love it man so how's uh how's eugene doing man how's the uh the rona treating you out there brother
1: well things are really mellow here we don't have a huge (laughs) outbreak um initially i was so nervous and very paranoid but I'm kind of more relaxed now when I go out. I have, you know, the doctor's masks on, and I think that helps a lot. Um, but I've been really just staying home. I don't go out a lot, pretty much just doing what we're supposed to, just going out for the uh, bare necessities. And uh, it's usually stressful going out, just being around people. Um, other than that, you know, I think things are basically pretty normal, kind of feels like I'm living in Groundhog's Day. I know. Um, but instead of Puck Satani, we're in uh, Eugene, so it's kinda mellow. That's people nice, are cool at least. here. Everyone's being nice to each other.
0: That's killer. Yeah, everybody's always so nice out in Eugene, man. I love it out there. I I go every year. That's my favorite place to vacation.
1: Um, but I have still been uh you know open carrying right. of you know, a gun just because I figured, you know, I didn't know what to expect. I actually I thought it was gonna be more like black friday at walmart or something like that um so it it definitely feels weird as i'm getting out there i have the mask and of course i got a pistol on my hip and uh it is different for me i don't usually do something like that but you never know when you might need it and it's kind of funny i mean actually i don't think anyone even notices that i am carrying um i figured you know maybe they would you know kind of notice and maybe be intimidated a little bit, but they're not. <laughs> they're still being super nice. So I think next time I go to the store and, and instead of an open carrying, you know, the pistol, I'm thinking of bringing maybe a big kitchen knife or something like that.
0: That'll keep people, to, you know, let them know you're serious. You know what I mean? Brandishing <laughs> a big kitchen knife, well, yeah, they can't business. mess with me. <laughs> That's so great, man. I love it. So stores are doing good out there then, huh man? The the Rona's Everything not really taking you guys down like uh the news wants to say.
1: Well, um there's definitely some positive cases. Uh, I took a look at some numbers. We're at seventeen eighty-five positive, and we have seventy deaths, but they've been from the ages of forty up, and almost all of them are from the ages of eighty and up.
0: Oh, yeah, so it's just taking down the uh, the older people for the most part, right?
1: For the most part, I think. Um, but it seems like these younger guys. I mean, they're just going all around playing frisbee and whatever else. I'm seeing people at the store like just getting cookies and orange soda, stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, you gotta you gotta keep your snacks fucking rocking when. Well, yeah, you're stuck I know on the you have a, day uh, watching Netflix, right? You're
1: known to have a sweet tooth, I hear. I know you like your cookies, so I can't totally talk shit.
0: I do have a little (laughs) bit of a sweet tooth. That is very true. My girl makes me uh, back off the sugar whenever we start doing our little sober kicks here and there. She includes that on me because she's like, you fucking love that stuff so much. And I do. uh, I have my little vices, you know. I think getting well, you you. eating cookies isn't the worst thing in the world, <laughs> especially when you're stuck on the couch all freaking day. For sure. Uh, but yeah, man, it's uh, it's good times. What have you been doing whenever uh, you're stuck on the couch all day watching Netflix these days?
1: Um, actually, I, I mean, I can really sit there and watch TV, you know. I don't know, I wouldn't say very long. Like, I'm a pretty active person. I got to get up and move around, and I might, um, you know, pause it for a minute and maybe come back and finish the movie later just because, like, I don't know. I, I don't I don't like sitting around a lot. I like keeping busy and doing things.
0: So you've been keeping busy, man? You got, uh, you've been playing with your buddies or uh, writing some new music or anything like that?
1: Um, well, yeah, I've definitely been writing a lot. I got the guitar in hand um, probably half the day just trying to keep busy keep the chops up a little bit um but i'm not associating with any of the uh the guys from the band right now i might give them a quick call to see how they're doing but um you know i asked them i said what do you guys do do you guys go to the store and just suck up and kind of lay low or what and they're like yeah man i just go to the store to get beer but i know those guys it's every day yeah So I I don't know, I kind of decided to um, take a break from jamming with them and just focus on uh, maybe getting some new riffs together and have something to bring back to the table, you know, when we meet again, which who knows when that'll be.
0: Yeah, no shit. I'm looking forward to hearing that, man. Uh, I I love you guys' music and I love what you write, brother. I heard uh and speaking of like the beer stuff, man, I heard they're doing beer deliveries down here in Las Vegas. You guys got the beer delivery service out in Oregon. They, they, uh, well they not yet.
1: um I think they're they're delivering uh marijuana, no, but nice. no beer from what I know. I mean uh I think that's really cool that they are delivering beer and everything uh you know, hopefully they tip those guys well. that stuff is heavy you know you get uh right. you get enough hands under your belt
0: yeah man he's doing anything you can to stay alive in the uh, in the apocalypse man gotta stay entertained gotta stay hydrated with plenty of uh, sure. beverages right
1: yeah around here I mean things have been so mellow um I think people still have a little bit of a sense of humor they're so nice to each other I mean I drove by the funeral home the other day and uh even they seem to be laughing about some stuff they are uh, right now they're having a uh, shop till you drop sale ha. Not very tasteful, but, you know, it's probably good for business.
0: Go pick out your casket early just in case you got to be safe. You never know. You want to go into the ground in style, you know. For sure. <laughs> kiss that's
1: coffin. Cool.
0: The kiss co- coffin is amazing. I totally would get a kiss coffin if I wasn't going to have them, like, burn my body up and just disintegrate me.
1: Yeah, I think that's kind of the way to go.
0: yeah. It's clean. It is. And it leaves uh, less bullshit for your family members to deal with, you know? It's like it's so expensive to have a proper funeral and bury your body. And then what do you need your fucking body rotting in the ground for? Nobody needs your fucking ass rotting in the ground, you know? Of
1: course, yeah. And I didn't know this until maybe a few years back, but I guess they still make you charge, um, excuse me, they charge you rent on your your plot there as time goes on even. So it's not just like, hey, you pay your money and later...
0: No shit, I didn't know that. I did not know that. See, even more reason to get uh, to get burnt up and uh, and disappear. I like right. that, anyways. It's cleaner, you know. Like you're never there in the first place. That's a beautiful thing.
1: Yeah, ashes aren't a bad thing. On occasion, I'll get someone bringing in a family member's ashes to kind of mix in with the uh, the tattoo ink and tattoo them.
0: I've heard. I of mean, that. I'm,
1: I'm sure it doesn't go into the skin, but yeah, it makes them feel better.
0: Yeah, you know, it makes it uh makes it part. Usually what like doing portrait pieces of like the fallen fallen person or something like that, sure. right? Their lost brother or some shit. Yeah, that's like that's a cool thing, you know, paying tribute. And so you know, I can totally see that. It is that. kinda
1: funny though, I mean, especially when you're related, it's like uh, well, you have their blood. Come on.
0: <laughs> right. It's like you're already uh they're already part of you, man. You know. They always will be. But yeah, speaking of tattoos, man, you sent me some pretty cool stuff over here. I have some interesting tattoo links uh, to share with our viewers here. I got, uh, let's see here. We got this bad dude right here, this Brom Bowl on the uh, homies bicep. Your shading techniques are getting way better, man. I love it. Oh, thank you so much. Every time I see your work, it's always super, super good. I think that's kind
1: of the key. You got to keep trying to get better.
0: Yeah, look at this skull all the way around this dude's leg. That is a huge friggin' skull, man. That's awesome. Any piece in particular you wanted to talk about in these? uh, I got this badass sleeve up, this full-color sleeve. Did you just hold all of the color on this sleeve?
1: We did. uh, We started there um, with the upper arm, and it's poppies and roses, and in that particular c- case, it's just um, a customer that I newly meet, and they, she came to me and she just said, hey, I want some poppies and some gears. Roll with it. She just let me do whatever I wanted to do.
0: That's the best and way that's to go. pretty
1: much what came out. But as time went on and we developed the full sleeve, she wanted to have more of it, you know, kind of uh, branch out a little bit. And the rest of it is based on um, a graphic novel by Neil Gaiman, which is called Sandman. So you'll see the um, there's a raven, a key, the heart. All those things are a part of that, and the strange-looking mask as well.
0: Okay, yeah, we saw the strange mask earlier. the heart you're talking about. That looks killer on the in, inside the pit too. That's gonna suck. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. That um, there's actually a little birdie there that's hidden there in the actual ditch of the arm.
0: I see that now. I see that. I didn't see It, it is first. kinda
1: hidden in there, but yeah, yeah that there. one was a little tricky. That that skin there is very sensitive, does not like to be tattooed.
0: Yeah, I have I have yet to get any of the pits done on my uh, on my legs or my arms. I'm not looking not looking forward to that. That's a beautiful piece though, man. What a cool Thank piece. Thank you so much. How long did that take you?
1: It's really hard to say, um, it's, it's just something you do over time. We may have a session that goes for two or three hours and then time to take a break. And we usually go downstairs from the shop and get a beer and uh, kind of just hang out and plan out the next idea.
0: Nice, man. Yeah, that shit came out great, bro. Oh, and here's another one you guys sent me. Uh, so when did you do this? This is uh, like some flowers and a uh, skull image on this chick's thigh.
1: That's a pretty recent one. Just uh, another case, you know, where someone says, hey, I, uh, how about a skull? with in sunflowers, and I kind of roll with it, decided to uh, flip that jaw the other way to just to be different yeah, yeah, and like maybe that. give it a little more dynamic.
0: Nice, man. Yeah, this come out great, man. Yeah, and this antelope skull, that came out killer, killer shading. And I like this octopus with the tentacles. That came out really good, too, man.
1: That one was a lot of fun I definitely wouldn't mind having a you know a smaller session just to kind of uh, rework some of the suckers there but that was a lot of fun that's a recent one that I did
0: right that's got to be frustrating sometimes you know the client only has so much time and money to let you work on them and then uh, yeah then you're stuck with just whatever was left over you know it's like always uh, sometimes you get unfinished tattoos that you're stuck with
1: for sure um, it's always nice when they come back.
0: Yeah, and this one is my favorite on the list, of course, because we're in quarantine. We've got the Tiger King tattoo. Well, it's not really a Tiger King tattoo, but it's this badass tiger you done this dude's forearm. And oh, I'd it's
1: actually it. a young lady.
0: Oh, is that a young Oh, really? It is. Oh, okay, cool, tight. That's awesome. So is that going to turn into a sleeve? I did do
1: some work after that, but I wasn't really so excited about her ideas. Oh, yeah. I think whatever I did add was... Uh, it was fine, but I think it looks better just how it is right there. We added in some kind of geometrical shapes with something else. And um, it was in a case where I, I told her, hey, you know, it looks good how it is. But they kind of uh, will push you at times to say, this is what I want. And it's just, it's kind of part of the job. You have to go with it. You know, they, t- they pretty much tell me what to tattoo. Oh,
0: well, yeah, right. They're the, the, if They the give customer. me a little
1: artistic freedom. That's great. But... It's not something I can always expect. More often than not, they will they will say, no, I want it like this instead. And in some cases though, their idea is better than what I would have came up and what I imagined. And uh, I'm not too excited about that, but when they're right, they're right. You ah. know? <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, these pieces came out great. You know, that's just fantastic. And I really I just go back to that arm sleeve one last time for the viewers out there. That's just some fantastic work, man. And, uh, yeah, you do it out of, uh, what's the name of your shop again up in Eugene? Ritual Tattoo. Ritual Tattoo up in Eugene, Oregon. Yeah, man, your shit is killing it, bro. And, of course, you've been doing that big... That big kiss piece on my back, which I just friggin' love, man. You know, I love my back piece to death. I gotta, I can't wait to come up and do some more work with you on that, and then start on the other side and have some fun.
1: Sounds great. Um, I've really been wanting to get back out there to Vegas and uh, spend some time. I was actually just about to get some airline tickets to come hang out, but with everything going on,
0: goddamn it's, virus, uh,
1: not really gonna happen anytime soon.
0: Well, once this virus clears up, man, you can come down anytime. You know, you always got a place to stay. We just got the uh, spare bedroom all set up. And I got Xbox up there and surround sound and shit, man. You got like a fucking nice-ass little uh, spare bedroom with a uh, extra bath and everything, brother. So you, uh, you're, you and Noel, you're always welcome up here anytime. Right? I, I should say down so here out in Las Vegas. But, yeah, you're w- always welcome. I
1: was actually curious. Um, so I, I imagine right now you guys have very sunny, hot weather, right?
0: We uh we were having some pretty sunny weather and then uh what like the last couple of days it's been overcast, rainy. I'm loving it. It's really nice. Sure. It started getting hot and we were like, "Oh, here it comes." And then it got overcast again real fast. And we're like, "Ah, oh, one one last breath before, you know, the whole fucking place turns into an oven."
1: Right. Well, I keep hearing people say that when the warm weather comes, then things will clear up with the virus. But if you guys are having problems and it's super hot i imagine that's not going to be a factor
0: yeah you know it uh it really it should heat up pretty quickly here i mean once may hits you know it gets fucking hot out in vegas and it's going to stay hot until september october so the virus is screwed at that point man and hopefully it's quarantine ends a lot faster than uh some of the other places in the country that are a little more humid or colder you know where the virus can thrive but yeah we're looking forward to it man it's uh it's gonna be uh the best to get out of the friggin' house and just get to hang out and start doing like person-to-person podcasts as opposed to the skype things and uh we got a lot of videos planned we got a lot of sketches planned and you know we ought to be in the same room to uh record that stuff once it's going so it uh it'll be a relief i am dying for this fucking quarantine to lift
1: Yeah, I can't wait to get back to normal. I haven't tattooed in about six weeks or so. I miss it so
0: much. Yeah, you're not tattooing yourself or nothing? I thought about it. Yeah, man. That's how I learned how to tattoo, man. Just fucking screwed my leg all up, man. Made a mess of things. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I I guess I get the idea. I never became any good at it, though, as you know.
1: Well, many people, even professional artists, going into the business when they're apprenticing, they will make you tattoo yourself that way you ha- definitely like you will have a feel for how much pressure you need to use and it's kind of helpful since you can feel it yourself you're oh, not yeah. going to go deep, not like you would on someone else because you can't feel it but I've never tattooed myself
0: <laughs> it's not that bad honestly like once you get started it's like you're more focused on getting a straight line and not fucking your tattoo right. up than the pain like you, you're you're really focused on on uh on getting the good art out and, you know the pain just kind of disappears mm-hmm. whenever your your mind's focused on something else like that which is really nice to know whenever you go get tattoos later but yeah although i'm not the best about that you know fucking <laughs> ticklish motherfucker is what i am more than the pain ownership yeah but it's fun man i fucking can't wait to get some more ink done man can't wait Sounds good. What's the next piece you're getting done on you?
1: Uh, I do have an idea. Actually, I'd like to get um, a pretty big piece on my bicep. On on uh, this arm here, I don't have anything, and I want to get an upside down bat with uh, kind of like frames with very sharp thorns going around. I kind of okay. ha- I have some uh, references set aside. And there's uh, definitely some artists that I have in mind that I'm thinking about going through. I'm very excited to do it. It just doesn't seem like the right time. Yeah. You know, we're usually busy doing things at the shop and things like that. And, um, yeah, between music and art, um, I tend to keep pretty busy. But maybe next time I uh, come visit in Vegas, I'll get get some uh, tattoo work done.
0: Oh, yeah. We got killer artists out here in Vegas, man. Some of the best in the world. I think so. Yeah. I uh, Shout out to my boy, Dave Lou, of course, who fucking did my leg. I love my, uh, my knee sock very much. I got to go get that shit finished and have it be a full leg sleeve soon. But, uh, yeah, some of the best artists in the world out here, man. And, yeah, we love our artists out here in Las Vegas.
1: Well, yeah, that's where I started tattooing. And I was so lucky to be able to work with these great artists and develop proper technique and... You know, I think more than anything, that's helped me so much.
0: Oh yeah, man! Nothing like uh, trial and error and just tons of fucking experience. To yep. Get your shit tight.
1: Well, you can also learn from other people's mistakes. If there's someone that you work with and you know they're no good, they're dirty, they're they're cross-contaminating all over the place, you can learn you can learn from those guys too.
0: Oh yeah, right? What not to do? That's always a big exactly. part of everything, you know. <laughs> Some people, I think, get put in your life just to uh, just to show you your own flaws, you know. You see, uh, see parts of yourself that reflect in others that uh, you don't like, and you start going, I ain't fucking doing that no more, you know. That is obviously, oh, yeah. that, that annoys the hell out of me when someone else does that in my presence or to me, you know. And it's like, yeah, I can't be doing that around other people. That's ridiculous. It's a good growing experience. Sometimes For those, sure. Sometimes it's fucking people that just drive you crazy are there for a reason. When
1: I was better. apprenticing, um, early on in my apprenticeship, there was a guy that I saw, like, he had this problem. His, uh, his sharps container was overflowing with dirty needles. Ugh. And instead of calling, you know, a health authority of some type to come pick up the needles, which I believe they do for free, he reached in with his bare hands, grabbed all of them. And taped them all up, um, put them in some sort of a plastic bag and had one of the other apprentices uh, drop it off behind another tattoo shop into their dumpster.
0: What the fuck? That is some shady shit right there, man. Uh,
1: but once again, it's, uh, it's a learning process. You got to learn from these things.
0: Yeah, don't do that. There's some simple rules when it comes to dealing with... Uh biohazardous material, man, and you should definitely follow them every step of the way.
1: But if anyone decides to do that, please put on some gloves.
0: Yeah. No shit. (laughs) He's just reaching his hand into a biohazardous fucking uh, wasteland down there. That's just insane to me.
1: Well, it is scary. I mean, you got needles. They're not all pointing in the same direction. It's kind of, you know, they're going all over the place. You got to watch it.
0: That is not a good time. You're not gonna have a good time reaching into a biohazard container full of fucking old tattoo needles. How gross, man! Well, that's that's ridiculous. What uh, what else you got in those, man? You got any other good uh, good life lessons from some fucking dumbass tattoo artists?
1: Uh, it's it's kind of hard to say. I mean, you yeah. pick up little things here and there. Um. More than anything, though, it's, it's just great. You know, I love talking with other tattooers. You know, there's all these funny stories. You know, everyone's, everyone's got one. You know, like, uh, for example, I remember, um, you know, early on at the same shop starting out, I tattooed this guy, and, uh, you know, he came in. He was, seemed to have kind of a somber mood. And um, he said that he wanted to get his, uh, his friend's initial put on his arm. And I kind of had that in the back of my my mind, like it's a memorial piece, you know, like, uh, do this one really well, take your time, make sure he's happy, because it means a lot. And I started getting curious during the tattoo process, and I had to ask. I said, uh, so uh, what happened to your friend, if you don't mind me asking? He said, nothing. He's sitting over there on the couch.
0: (laughs) 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 What a fucking goober. That's so great. I love that. It's those just best of buds right there. Did his friend get uh his initials tattooed on him as well? Or that was just No way. No, they didn't go both directions, huh? Nope. Nah, that was just uh one homie sharing his love for another homie in a forever kind of way. Fucking ridiculous people.
1: Yeah, and another kind of funny story is um my friend Alex, like this isn't my story, but This guy, Alex, he's the one I really learned from. Fantastic artist. Anyways, we were kind of bullshitting, you know, in between tattoos and everything. And he's telling me the story of, um, he's like, you know, given uh, aftercare instructions, you know, you tell him, hey, you know, um, go easy on it. Don't take, you know, long showers. Don't do this, do this, don't do that, lotion, whatever. And this guy kind of got the uh, aftercare instructions directions mixed up so he calls up alex he says hey alex uh it's been two weeks can i take a shower now oh no like, dude take a shower shower normally
0: <laughs> <laughs> but two weeks without, i don't think i've ever gone to weeks a shower that's disgusting yeah i mean and,
1: and and that stuff cracks me up i mean i just think of these things and i just laugh i mean it is great
0: uh, I had, a a woman, uh, I did a tattoo party, and this, uh, this chick got a great piece picked out before she came, I don't remember what it was, this is fucking like forever ago, but then she got kind of drunk at the party, and she picked out this horrible, ugly bumblebee, and she had me do that instead, and I tried to get, convince her to do the original piece, I tried I did the stencil for and everything, and then I see her the next day, and, uh... Bitch is freaking out about her tattoo and i'm like what are you doing she's like well i just been scrubbing it with a loofah all day uh-huh. and i was like oh my god let me see it and it's just fucking falling off of her you know she's just destroying her skin it's that it, it was awful Jeez. needs to say That's she been- ruined the ink you know it's like right of away course, she yeah. just started scrubbing it with a loofah and i was just like hey, who told you to scrub this with a loofah you know <laughs> That's i know
1: it's like no one uses washcloths anymore, right?
0: Yeah, just put some fucking, just put some Dial soap on your hand, antibacterial soap, and just you know gently clean the surface.
1: Put a little well, you never know. Fuck, man. People will, people will uh, look on the internet or ask someone they know, and everybody will tell you something different. What's yeah. good? What's bad?
0: Oh, I remember when I was learning, everybody had a fucking different opinion, and still to this day, as I uh, I go to different artists and different artists will tell me different care techniques for my tattoos and uh and they all work they all work you know i mean i i I do a a mixture of uh, different things now with my ink and uh honestly you listen to everybody yeah you listen to everybody man (laughs) honestly like i i feel like uh i'm gonna follow the procedure of the artist that just did it right like he wants. i don't know shit that's one of my my biggest things in life is that i don't know anything you know so i i listen And uh and yeah, and and so I whenever you do a tattoo I try to I try to follow your instructions on how to care for it and when Dave does a tattoo on me I follow his instructions and my buddy Joel Killmeister out in LA, he's been doing some fun pieces on me as well. And uh but for the most part it's kinda become just like clean that shit and leave it alone has been the majority of like the care instructions. Put a little lotion on it, make sure it doesn't scab up and fucking peel scabs off with your ink. And it's like, you're fine. The jobs are no good. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's come a long way. I remember coming up, it was like fucking A&D all over it and wrapping it with saran wrap and fucking bandages and, like, treating it like a wound. And now it's more like, well, treat it like a rash instead. And just, like, give it a little love. Yeah,
1: I think more than anything, oxygen is going to help you out. Let it get some air.
0: Yeah. I remember that from uh, getting ink from you, man. You're always like, let that fucker breathe. Just walk around with my shirt off the whole day. Yeah, man. Hopefully I'll be able to come down in August again or July, man. I would love to come down and fucking hang out again in the middle of summer. It's my favorite thing to get away from uh, get the fuck out of Las Vegas when it's the hottest and come up to Oregon when it's just perfect weather.
1: Oh, yeah, come yeah. That's definitely the, the way to go. Even on the coast here it's warm. Usually it's dark and rainy, but yeah, you come in the summer and it is fantastic.
0: Yeah, I love it up there, man. It's nice and all the uh, all the hippie freaks, man. I love all the hippie freaks in Oregon, man. They're just amazing people, super nice people and super yeah. unique individuals with unique skill sets and, and lifestyles. It's it's super it's fun. I, I just enjoy the entire experience and the energy of the people.
1: Yeah, there's definitely no shortage of characters here
0: characters indeed right mm. and the best chiba on the planet they yeah they know that blood.
1: they know how they know what they're doing over here
0: oh yeah you can just throw a fucking seed in the ground and it'll grow perfectly with the humidity and the the rain and everything out there it's just perfect weather for, for sure. growing yeah. and you get the best shit. it's it's i i love it i i can't get enough of it when i'm up there it's super fun but
1: you try to
0: I do smoke a lot when I'm up there. It is, uh, it is my goal, to smoke as many different kinds of amazing, beautiful, homegrown bud. You guys get to sell it right out of this. like you can grow, the weed and sell it out of the same like facility. Like there's some weird shit. Like no one's out here growing and like they're, oh yeah I got a fucking farm in the back and, and, you know this is the most recent harvest and they just have jars of it on the shelf like they do in Oregon where it's just this. It's just cool vibe, man, where it's like yeah they, they you're buying it from the people that grew it, and it's this is you know they put a lot of love into that product it's not just some some thing some product that they're fucking just trying to sell you, you know it's, this is their livelihood and they love it, they do it because they love it,
1: yeah, it's like anything you know there's uh, some people that do really well and some that do bad shit too, yeah, but even if it's not that good, it's still pretty good,
0: it's very good. <laughs> Oh yeah, man. Speaking of, I might as well fucking do one of these right here and uh, spark up a hootie while we're fucking chit-chatting. Hell yeah. What is that, uh,
1: the Bob Marley special, or what is that?
0: Uh, Black cherry soda, man. It's like a hybrid sativa. It's delicious. It comes from Washington.
1: Oh, no shit.
0: Another beautiful fucking place full of uh perfect humidity for for growing some of the best plants around i've been loving botany me and my brother both we've been getting into botany a lot lately it's pretty cool what happens to that shit Do you guys
1: grow anything uh else like maybe uh celery green beans carrots anything like that
0: oh yeah absolutely that's what i mean like uh like we've been doing a whole garden and we're actually considering expanding our garden experience because of the uh, recent circumstances with the world and everything we're Absolutely. like, maybe we should be growing enough food to like actually live on as opposed to like, Oh, we got some fresh tomatoes out of the backyard. You know, we can have those instead of the store-bought ones. which are just kind of our deal. We're not really, um, I mean, we're just growing a couple things here and there. Yeah. I got a little planter. It's nice. It's fucking, you know, uh, just like 16 foot long planter and just full of little vegetables here and there, man. And, uh, we dig it. We dig it. It's working nice hooked up to the irrigation system and all automated watering. And now it's well, all connected yeah, that to makes my it phone. And, and I could tell the Alexis to water my plants when I want and change my watering schedule. It's, it's so easy now to hook all this oh, stuff no up. Oh no
1: shit. You can do that with your phone. Huh?
0: Oh yeah, man. Yeah, do you get a beehive and, uh, and it syncs right up to your irrigation system. It just replaces your irrigation timer. And then it's a fucking Wi-Fi device. That's fucking beautiful. I love all that synced-up Wi-Fi, Alexa stuff, man. If I can't control it with my phone or with my voice, then I'm not interested in purchasing it anymore. Like, it's just dumb. It's dumb. I should be able to control it with my voice at this point. Like, this is. Well, that was
1: uh, the first time that I um, even knew that Alexis existed was at your house. Oh, really? I almost got one. Someone someone actually asked me. Um, they were trying to pick out a, uh, a Christmas gift for me this past Christmas. And they asked if I wanted one, but, but I said no. Um, I don't know. I kind I of – I don't know. I don't like the idea of someone just listening to me all the time. Yeah,
0: that's what's happening. Yeah, there's no uh, – I don't have any uh, denial about the fact that I have spyware just in every room of my house recording everything I say. You know, but uh, I mean, I not that I'm
1: doing anything. I mean, I'm what not up doing? to something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. But what if I want to be,
0: you know? Yeah. Well, all of a sudden you just decide, oh, well, these fucking things got to go. You know, <laughs> I got to get rid of this shit. I got to get a new cell phone. That's not all synced up with Facebook and sending all my fucking information to Zuckerberg. And, you know, uh, it's real hard to be off the grid digitally these days I mean it is and participate with society I mean sure you could go fucking live in a cabin get a well and some solar panels and not talk to anybody but like to actually exist in society and like function on the level that you need to function where you have a fucking email you need a device that can read those fucking emails that device has a microphone on it and a Wi-Fi connection now you're connected to the internet you have to fucking you know you got Google on that computer or the whatever device Google's now fucking listening to everything you say and they do they listen to everything you say, and they track everything you uh, search so they can sell you shit.
1: Well, yeah, I think that's most of what it is, is the uh, consumerism. It's uh, they just want to sell you stuff. And in a way, I get annoyed when I maybe look on eBay for, you know, maybe some cool guitar pedal I want to get or something. And then all these ads are all about that. And yeah, it is a little bit of intrusive and annoying, but hey, at least I'm not getting ads from baby diapers and whatever else. Yeah.
0: I just embrace it, man. You know? It's the way the world's going. It's not going to get any better. You know? Like, it's going to get worse and worse. And, um, a lot of the concept of, like, oh, well, I don't want these these fucking Alexa devices spying on me in my house. It's like, well, you have a fucking cell phone. You know? Like, Siri spying on you, too, man. And you carry it everywhere you go. So, you, you know, you not only can they hear what you're saying, they have fucking GPS location markers of everything you're doing. So, it's like... You can't win, man. You can't win. You either got to fucking go back to the 90s or just just say, well, I guess the government knows everything I'm fucking doing now. you know.
1: Well, yeah, part of it, though, too, for me is I'm not so into the voice command because, like I said, I'm more active. I want to get up. I'll go turn on my stereo if that's what it takes. Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, half the time I'm flipping records there anyways. I like listening to records.
0: We love the record player.
1: Except for the ones that skip all the time and you got hair on the needle and whatever else, but...
0: No, no, we... Part of it, you know. Fuck that. We got the whole cleaning kit and everything and some techniques and shit, man. We love it, man. It's like a little hobby. Fucking cleaning records and making our shit sound good. What are you listening to right now?
1: Um well kind of most of the you know i'm kind of old school i like sabbath but as new as i get i mean i'm talking morbid angel cannibal corpse or whatever i mean i can't say that any new bands have really made me jump out and get excited but at the same time i'm not really researching those but if someone you know says hey you got to check out this band i will but more often than not i'm not i'm not like too excited about it yeah but some, I'm sure someone's got to come along. There's got to be some young kids that have nothing better to do than kick ass at their instruments. But I think at this time, you know, most of the guys are just, you know, they're into their uh, computer music and getting those silly hats on, And um, which is that may be the way to go. I mean, hey, they're making a living doing this. I'm not. Yeah. I do this. You know, I love music so much, and I'm doing it for fun. Um, but... I'm definitely not gonna be one of those guys playing in front of uh, eight million people. And um, it's kind of strange. I mean, the the little bit of, uh, you know, of that type of music that I have seen, there's just seas of people. And there's one guy there with a little desk and a laptop. And I guess if that's what it takes, I mean, way to go. But that's that's not really, that's not physical enough for me. I wanna feel like I'm physically doing something besides pressing a button on an iPod or whatever and I mean I know they go like this with their arms once in a while but there's more than that
0: yeah you know and it's uh it's more of a brand and uh you know the kids don't care that there's any musicianship involved anymore and and they just want to go fucking dance at a big production number you know Which is funny why everyone wants to talk shit on fucking KISS or anything like that, because now that's all it is. It's just the big production number. It's like, here's a bunch of fucking video and and maybe pyro, you know, and, uh, you know, it's just fucking dance music to do drugs to and a bunch of lights. So it's. uh
1: Well, they do keep it exciting, though. I I haven't personally been to a KISS concert, but a friend of mine went, and he said once, you know, about the middle of the set when it kind of started getting... You know, I wouldn't say mundane, but kind of like, all right, you know. Then they really upped the lights. They brought out more fire, more air, everything. So they're really. Oh yeah. I think they by now they know how to keep you, you know, locked in. They're the best.
0: They were. They were always the best, man. Like you don't fucking, you don't, you don't follow Kiss. You know, that's show's fucking over when Kiss is done. They just got done putting on so many millions of dollars worth of production value that's just so over the fucking top it's amazing you know you you can feel the fire from anywhere in a stadium oh like, yeah there's so much pyro like you can be in the very back nosebleeds and you can feel that shit all the way well
1: yeah there. you you cannot follow those guys no but i don't think you can open for them either i don't think they have opening bands right they just get out there and they're the show
0: that's it You know that's uh, that's usually how it rocks at a Kiss concert. You show up and it's just like uh, fucking three hours of Kiss or well, however many they can put on. You know, at this point they're they're getting up there, man. But uh, fuck, it was fun. I went and saw the last concert. I'll probably go see it again if they come back through with it Uh, to Vegas. I mean, I don't see why I wouldn't buy tickets to that again. That was such a fun time, and uh, they never disappoint, man. They never disappoint. I have seen them play with. Aerosmith. It no was, way. Yeah, it was Kiss and Aerosmith. And I have to say, Aerosmith was fucking incredible. And no
1: shit. Steven Tyler's out there jumping all around, and is he still doing the cartwheels and uh, all that?
0: Uh, he wasn't doing cartwheels or any of that shit, but he was, uh, he was fucking getting it, man. That whole band, that's a really good band. They were really good live. and up To, to oh, yeah. be able to stand next to Kiss and and hold your own is is a lot man because kiss you know say what you want about their their records and their their whatever man but their fucking live show is it's untouchable man it's just so much it's so friggin much i just love it i love it well yeah and
1: now is the time to get out there and see all these great bands uh we just saw Um, The final show of uh, Black Sabbath recently, Ozzy fucking kicked ass.
0: He's getting real old. Every picture I see of Ozzy, man, just, yeah, it's, uh, that guy's getting fucking up there. How old is he now? Do you know?
1: He must be in his mid-70s, but whatever he's doing, he's just keep doing it. I think he's getting better. I think he finally got his medication stuff worked out. Like, you could probably tell... When they had the Osborne show, he was a total mess. Fuck yeah. And um, I know a lot of it is uh, his very, very, very heavy English accent, which no one ever brings up. I mean, even if he's in tip-top condition, it's difficult to understand these guys. They don't talk the way we do. They have their own thing going on. Yeah. And so a lot of people will say, hey, I don't know what the hell he's saying. You know, it's like, well... Couldn't You're understand him. He was
0: fucking sober, anyways. Yeah, the guy just—he's he, you know, he, and he's a mumbler on top of it. You know, like, even with his British accent, he's also fucking mumbling the whole. <laughs> but, I mean, that's what happens when you fucking do drugs for forty years as heavily as that motherfucker did, right? You're not exactly. Well, yeah, man. Be, uh, coherent no individual. one really
1: knew. You know, I—I I was thinking, who will live longer, Dio or Ozzy?
0: Oh yeah, I know, right?
1: And uh, you know, I do think Dio. Dio had some years on him. I don't know if you've uh, seen seen any of his old vintage yeah. material, but he was in a couple like kind of up type bands. Oh really? Like, almost like a Motown, like a R and B type of style. Um, yeah, look that up sometime. It's really cool.
0: Yeah, because even in Dio's like heyday, that motherfucker was going bald. You know, like he was an he was an old dude when he was singing back in the '80s, man. You know, he wasn't one of those younger kids. He was one of those older guys who kind all, of yeah. got. He definitely had a lot there, of experience. You know? Yeah. Dio rocked. Fucking awesome. So how was that Black Sabbath concert, man? I didn't. Uh, I didn't get to it go. It was that pretty,
1: uh, pretty unbelievable, man. Um, I couldn't believe it, but I mean, they played so well. No one missed a note. Ozzy kicked ass. His uh, teleprompter. Teleprompter, that what it's called. Yeah, the teleprompter was doing all right because he seemed to get all the lyrics. I mean, all the old guys have those now, of course. That's why when you well, when you see Judas Priest, you know, you'll always see Halford like this looking down. He's looking at the teleprompter, of course. But the, the only thing with the Sabbath show, I mean, it was so great, but by the time it ended, I couldn't believe it, like, it went by way too fast. I was so into it. And then, like, I swear it went by in a half an hour, but it was probably about an hour and 20, something like that. But it went by way too fast for me.
0: That's how I felt about Rush. And I was like, that's that's it. And then it, it had been three hours. Wow. <laughs> and we were just like, um, could they play for another three hours, please? You know, I know that's a lot to ask, but yeah, I'll sit here for three more fucking hours and listen to some more Rush.
1: Well, yeah, I imagine you're a pretty good, uh, you know, Getty Lee fan and everything and love that guy. I mean, you guys kind of have some similarities. I mean, you shred the bass and sing at the same time. I mean.
0: Oh, yeah, Getty's a big inspiration for sure, man. But, uh, yeah, like the whole band is just fantastic, man. You know, Alex is amazing. Neil's amazing. And, uh, yeah, they just kill it. Neil Peart. Neil Peart. R.I.P. Everyone Peart. says that's the
1: last name different. I don't know. I'm going with Peart at the moment. For years, I said Peart.
0: I always said Pert, right? It was like, I, I thought it was Neil Pert, Alex Lifeson, not Leifson, or is it? I think Leifson? it's Lifeson. It's Lifeson, right? And, I think so. Yeah, and Geddy Lee, man. Fucking Rush. What a killer what a killer band. Power trios are the those, best.
1: Those guys rule, man. I got to be honest, though. I did not get Rush at first. It took me some time. Uh, I think more than anything, it was
0: disappointed that the singer wasn't a chick. Oh right, I know he does sound. He does. But sound I'm
1: over it now. I'm over it, man, and I will bow down to Rush. They kick ass. Yeah. They're one of the best bands of all time.
0: They weren't, you know, they weren't there for the for everybody. They, I think, they were there for the other musicians, man. You know, the guys that were up there fucking working on on their riffs and and getting their chops up. And it's like they're like, you want to see some fucking chops, baby? You know, like I love bands oh, like yeah. that, man. Anybody that wants to push their technical skills all the way to the fucking edge, man, and, and then write music at that level is just, I love it. They're okay on my on my book, in my book, something like that.
1: Well, yeah, I think there's some bands that try to be technical on purpose. I think those guys, that's just how they play. They're yeah. so good.
0: <laughs>
1: right. I mean, there's it's all about the song for them. Even if they are shredding, they got something to work from. They're not just spitting out notes and uh they're not doing anything to show off
0: yeah one of the best bands ever man i love that fucking band and black sabbath too man those guys fucking killed that was my first concert uh ever my first big concert black sabbath man
1: oh no shit no it was my first concert too i saw him back in 99 and guess who was opening who pantera oh yep Damn! Yeah, I got to see the man Dime Jam, and I wasn't really a big fan until I saw them live. and It is amazing to see him play. I mean, yeah, it is yeah. effortless. He's not even trying.
0: No, but no. it sounds perfect. You know, he used to. Uh, he got banned from guitar competitions, man. Growing up, by the time he's like 15. He was going all these competitions and winning them over and over and over again, and they were just like, "We're gonna make you a judge, bro, because you can't just keep taking the fucking trophy from everybody. Nobody wants to fucking compete against you, you know? Because you he just, he's just a prodigy, man. Some people were just born with that, and that guy, that dude definitely. I mean, he of course practiced his ass off to get those skills, but I mean, dude, yeah.
1: Well, I mean, everyone else is practicing too, but some people have a gift. I mean, how would you they feel do. all year? You're thinking this guitar competition. I'm gonna get it down. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna pull it all out, pull out all the stuff, and then you get there and he's there.
0: Yeah. What are you supposed to do? You're just like I give up now, you know. And then he was he was he was ruining guitar competitions for people when he was a little kid, man. You know, like, and his fucking brother, yeah. you know, fucking Danny. Yeah. Ball. His
1: guitar playing is like totally over the top, but so is his personality. I mean, everyone that has. Anything to say about him, it's always positive. Oh, yeah, it's like the life of the party, making everyone laugh all the time. And
0: whenever I got to talk with him, he was just the nicest fucking dude in the world, man. I mean, he, oh, I, I no, never shit, met a nice, nicer person in my life, man. Like, that guy's just so fucking cool. And he was just breaking it's, his his wallet to make sure the whole bar was just getting wasted with him. Like, if he was, oh, damn, if he's gonna do a shot, he's gonna buy a shot for everybody around him, even if he knows you're not, man. Like, the guy's just the nicest fucking dude. He just loves, damn, everybody. that's
1: really cool. Did you happen to get any, like, uh, one-on-one time with him? Like, get to uh, ask him any questions or anything?
0: Nah, man. We would just smoke a little and drink a little. And, you know, it's just it wasn't like, uh, you know, personal time with Dime. It was party, you know, partying. It's fun.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't really get starstruck or anything, but I don't know. I would, I wouldn't mind, you know, sitting... You know, with maybe a couple different guys that I really, really respect, just to kind of like just hang out and just see what they're like. You know?
0: Yeah, it's fun, man. And, and I've to, I've been fortunate enough to to get to do that along the uh, the years with a lot of uh, people I grew up loving, man. I, I remember uh, one of my favorite stories was uh, Don Dock and I got to kick it with that dude for like fuck 45 minutes to an hour backstage. Uh, he didn't want to go on. You know, he was, he was kind no of. No shit Yeah, he was just like He was coming back He hadn't fucking toured in a while, you know And you could tell he was He was smoking a lot of cigarettes Just chugging whiskey, man But he just started telling me stories Of the good old days And I was like, man Growing up, like Dawkins always been one of those things Like everyone would give me shit Because I like fucking Dawkins it's Like, man, fuck you, dude Like, Dawkins rocks George Lynch is an amazing guitar player and Oh, yeah, he sure 80s for 80s butt rock, dude I fucking love Dawkins so, well, you must have
1: got to meet uh, George Lynch, right? Because you used to oh, run yeah. the sound at the club. I mean, uh, it seems like uh, all those old school 80s guys were coming through. Like, actually, just after I uh, left Vegas and came back here to Eugene, um, Jakey Lee came out of hiding and seemed to be all over the place. And I was kind of bummed to hear that all my friends from Vegas are hanging out with. He's pretty much my favorite guitar player.
0: Yeah, he's going to the club a lot, man. Jakey's a good, good dude, man. He's a good dude and he's what is that wow what's that fucking solo that he does uh i want to say bark at the moon or it was off of bark at the moon but man i so many guitar players would try to cover that shit and really good guitar players you know what i mean but it would just come out like shit the there's a fucking one part at the end of the solo. Yeah, uh, That's just impossible. Oh, yeah. It's just impossible. Yeah, it's that
1: long crescendo kind of run <laughs> Yeah,
0: <that's> just <laughs> <shredding>. <laughs> That fucking part. Jesus, dude. Like, nobody can do it. Nobody can do it. Just Jakey Lee. He's the only dude I've ever seen actually do it, you know? And that's it. Fucking nobody else can ever do it.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I know that. there's some uh, there's some guitar sheet music and tabs and stuff out there for the solo, but I don't think it's right i mean you'd probably yeah. have to watch him play it and maybe uh slow the camera down and really get in there but um yeah i think everyone that that is a fan of his and plays guitar would love to nail that solo i know i have tried
0: it's a hard solo. An,
1: i don't know i mean it's uh it's probably one of the best solos of all time but yeah. it's not an easy one
0: i'd have to agree with you man uh like after watching so many super phenomenal and efficient guitar players go after that one, and just one by one, just like they're, they're, they get really close, man, but it turns into slop when it gets to that part, and it's just that's it's so hard to do, and, and I love that that there's shit like that out there, you know. That's it's one of those things. It's like uh, YYZ to go back to Rush again, you know. It's like a classic uh, example of one of those things that exists in the music uh, world. That's like a goal. That's like, we can do that, you know? And uh, not everybody can or ever will be able to do certain things like that. And so, well, I'm you glad. JP I mean, dropping the badass solo.
1: I mean, stuff like that is great. I mean, you don't want everyone to be able to just do it, then it wouldn't be that big of a deal. It would say, you know, yeah. I mean, come on, blah. Really, I mean, that's why I like guitar so much is I think personality really comes through. You can even physically hit the same notes at the same time. But being that, you know, with a stringed instrument, um, I don't know. I think every everyone's uh, personality really comes through.
0: Oh, big time, man. You can hand someone the same guitar on the same rig and, you know, five different guitar players are going to sound different just from the way that they play and the technique that they use but then personally they have their own guitar, their own pedals, their own fucking amplifiers. You know, their own technique that combines into this really unique sound. It's one of the it's one of the coolest things about like the electric guitar in uh, modern music today is is that there's it, basically infinite unique sounds you can make with a electric guitar or the timbre of your instrument, you know? The way you like your distortion, the way you like it clean. Uh and it's just, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's one of the coolest things about it, man. Like, as a bass player, you know, you, you can choose a few different options, right? And, you, and yeah, you get unique tone uh, out of different instruments and stuff. But it's not the same thing as, like, guitar, where there's just, like, so much variation across the board with it. And then you're just swapping pedals and doing all kinds of different shit as well.
1: So. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I was reading about Ted Nugent. Plugging into Eddie Van Halen's guitar rig, expecting to sound like Van Halen, but he didn't. He sounded like Ted Nugent.
0: Yeah, he's Ted Nugent. You know, it, it really reflects the 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 wavelength of the human being. You know, that that unique frequency that we create in the universe. Uh, you know, everything's a everything's a waveform, and music is a a great example of that. And I in and yeah guitar players and musicians in general you know they put that unique wave out into the universe through through their instrument yeah and it's fucking really cool to hear you know i really been digging on drummers lately like i like listening to old listening to old uh funk drummers play live you know that dude's fucking getting it and that's a dude hitting those drums in time there's no cuts there's no edits you know, it's just this is a fucking old live album that just we pushed record and ran the shit. And then, and I then you can really get into a groove. Um, you know, I came out of doing a lot of digital drums, making everything perfect. And I'm like, I got real sick of that shit real fast. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good to listen back to. You know, you know I like that groove and the swing and the, you know, the Every hit's a little off when a human does it, you know? And some yeah. guys play ahead, some guys play behind, some guys stagger it, and, and it, it adds life to the whole experience of the drumming. And I've I just been loving that lately.
1: Yeah, when it comes to rock and roll, it doesn't need to be perfect. It's got to yeah. be uh, somewhere in the ballpark, you're doing all right.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah. Perfect is a, uh, a terrible thing to and shoot for.
1: Unless someone's out of tune, I can't stand that shit.
0: Well, yeah, you got to tune your fucking guitar. <laughs> Tune your guitar, god damn it. It's, fuck. Yeah, that's, uh, that's one of the worst ones. I remember when I was interning out in Arizona at the Brickhouse Theater. Uh, I was just on stage, kind of like stage managing and doing monitors and shit like that. And this band came up, and none of them, they were just, it was super fresh. Might have been their first show ever. Uh, I mean, after what they did, um, you know, they, nobody had their instruments tuned like nobody warmed up uh, and I was asking them like where the fuck are your guitars like cause every band ever you know they're about to go on stage you got your guitar on you're tuning your guitar you're going over that part and that one song that you really don't fucking have down you know there's all these things all these emotions going on these guys are just like standing there with their fucking thumbs up their asses and their guitars in their bags. And it's like, hey, your guitars, <laughs> if you want to be a real fucking nerd about it, they, they need to get used to the humidity of the room that they're in, too. You know, you need to let them sit out in that uh, that humidity, and the the wood's going to warp for a little while, and you're going to have to retune and retune. And uh, people just don't think about that kind of shit. But, uh, but that's what happens. And then they just fucking packed their guitars, walked on stage, and started going, right? And I was like, fuck me, you're not going to tune... Your goddamn <laughs> instruments at all, and it was uh, oh, it was it was atrocious sounding. You know, it was so bad they stopped. They played for like 30 seconds or so, and they were just like, "This isn't working." Um, now obviously it's not working, but nobody brought a tuner. They didn't think about this at all, uh, and uh, I had to go out on stage and tune their fucking guitars for them, like by oh, by ear, Damn. real quick. They didn't have tuners, and I just fucking I pulled out my phone, you know, did it that way. But, uh, I, and then I walked out, grabbed, you know, three instruments off of three guitar players and tuned it, handed it back to them in front of the crowd real quick. And then they started playing again. And I was like, what the fuck just happened in this reality? Like, that was real. That was real.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, they're lucky you were there. I mean, there are probably some of those guys, you know, that care more about what they're looking like than yes. what they sound like, which does happen in Vegas from time to time. Sorry to say, I'm not calling anyone out. <laughs>
0: No, a lot of people are way more interested in their shtick and their costumes and the way they look and 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 their fucking hair and their makeup and, and they just don't practice. And well, that is well, that's why I like so that's obvious. why I like
1: the uh, that mini kiss being That's why they're so great.
0: Yeah, they're f- at least they're honest. Yeah, they they're yeah. I don't even. You know what that. you're gonna get. Yes. You know exactly what you're going to get. And those guys are amazing. They do many, all kinds of shit too. Like they took that brand. Uh, I saw them do many Village People. And I heard there's a couple other mini ones. But both mini kids and Mi- mini Village People, it, it, it's incredible it's incredible if you have any chance at all to see it please just drop everything you're doing and go see many and many village people because it's fucking amazing and it's super Well,
1: yeah that's why we need to get things back to normal come on let's let's get these uh these little guys off their couches and uh, get them in action come on
0: right right The one I need to see is Mac Sabbath. I know they have them at Dive Bar a lot, and I think I was actually getting geared up to fucking rent a PA for a Mac Sabbath show uh, right before this all went down. Uh, I was super fucking stoked. I was like, oh, want to see this band. Have you heard of Mac Sabbath? I know,
1: I haven't heard of them. What's their deal, man? What do they do? do? What are they all about?
0: They play fucking Black Sabbath covers, but they uh, all dress like McDonald's characters. Oh, and they great. have, like, old 80s, like, legitimate McDonald's fucking character suits that they, you would go to, like, the kids' birthday parties, and they fucking play Black Sabbath and get man. all bloody and shit.
1: I don't know, man. I kind of, uh, if I had to guess, I'm going to guess now. Grimace
0: is the bass player. I think you are correct, sir. I think I don't know why. I have a
1: knack for these things. I don't know why I know these things. And I bet the Hamburglar... It's
0: playing guitar. That would make the more sense, right? Guitar or drum? Right? That costume you can move in. Right. And uh, Ronald is Ronald McDonald's singing, of course. Yeah, That's
1: I, I knew Ronald's not going to do anything. He's not going to play an instrument. He's just going to get up there and be the star of the show as usual.
0: Right? Fuck, I wish I could pull up some of their footage and play it for you. I'm going to have to hit those dudes up. I bet I can get them on the show and then play some footage of them. That'd be great. Yeah. Fucking new rules. But... Uh, Oh, actually, I do have, uh, speaking of footage, I do have some of your footage over here uh, of one of their older bands, too, while we're speaking about music, if we want to switch over to that real quick. Uh, So we got, uh, this is Cruciation, and uh, this is Chemical Holocaust. metal, bro. A little bit, a little bit. I can dig it. I can dig it. Cruciation, Chemical Holocaust. So is that your current band right now? or? Uh...
1: It is. Yeah, I'm with those guys. I uh, decided to start up another project as well. But yeah, we had that band since maybe 2012. Uh, that's from a demo we did a few years back. Right now, we're working on a full-length album, but it's taking some time. We're obviously having a delay now. We would uh, like to get back to it, though, pretty soon and wrap it up. I think we got all of the basic tracks down. We're just doing some, uh, you know, guitar solos, maybe vocals on one more song. Then we'll continue to mixing and things usually go slow around here. So I'd be happy if it's done in three or four months.
0: Nice, man. I look forward to hearing that, brother. I look forward to hearing that. That's awesome well yeah and uh shit speaking of uh wrapping it up it looks like we just hit the hour mark man which is definitely uh definitely a long ass podcast for us so let's uh right on, let's start moving towards the end of this here and uh stay on the line with me man we'll fucking chat for a few more minutes after this and uh sure. well i want to just appreciate you uh, or say uh thank you to ray eversole for coming on the uh, To the Fullest podcast with Jason Froberg. Uh, yeah, and can, they got any uh, social media spots or anything you can get hit up on or you do in the at?
1: Well, we pretty much just have like a Facebook page. You probably find us on Bandcamp or something like that.
0: Nice. Bandcamp. Well, uh, I'll, I'll get the links going. I'll put them in the description page and, uh, yeah, I'll put them right below there. You can check out all kinds of links and everything like that. And, uh, yeah, Ritual Tattoo out in Eugene, Oregon. I want to just thank you again, brother, and uh, appreciate having you on the show, man. We'll have to have you back.
1: Thanks for taking the time. Thank have you. a good one, Jason.
0: Hey, you too, Ray. Let's play it out with a little uh, Cruciation. Cruciation. <laughs>